0: The views, informations, or opinions expressed during the filming of this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent any church affiliation of host Ray Kent. I want to welcome you to the Not Safer Church podcast. I look good in this green, y'all. I look good. Woo! Goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. This podcast is for the saints and the ain'ts. I don't know which one I am today. Because 4th of July, baby, you're a firework. All right, I'm kidding. But I have a co-host on here today. His name is Joel Adams. Say what's up to the people, Joel. What's up to the people? Oh, my God, Joel. I'm so excited you're here. I'm excited to be here. Oh, my gosh. Well, this episode is brought to you by Maya Elizabeth and Ashley Hester. I put their money together, and I was able to do this episode. I am grateful. I appreciate you. Maya Elizabeth, oh, my God, a great singer. Ashley Hester, uh, we sang, and uh, she played piano at the church I used to work at. Great girl. I'm just grateful. Just grateful. People don't have to be nice to you. All right, but don't forget right now to like, comment, and subscribe. I have the trucker hats uh, that say shut up and pray, and that is all helping me get to season two. Y'all have really been showing mad love. I have been at the post office more than normal. I go to the same post office. Her name is Keisha, and I really enjoy her. Um, I just call her Keisha. I mean, her name is Keisha, but I feel like we're like family because every time I come to the post office, we just have good conversations. And um, she's a great lady. I love, I'm the type of person that will go to the same grocery store, the same barbershop, because like I just like, you know. You I, like that interaction with the same Yeah. Person. It's good. Yeah. Like you grow together. It's kind of like at my job right now. Like I work retail and I love like some of the same customers.
1: Well, yeah. You, you got to build a community around yeah, them. It,
0: it's great. Yeah, like it's sure. really amazing. Yes, I-, I think it'd be great if the postal worker's name was Stacy. and you still called her Keisha. Oh, no. I would be mad if somebody called me the wrong name. I bet you've called women the wrong names before. No. You haven't? Oh, hell no. Are you sure?
1: Trust me. Listen, man, I'm an identical twin, so I've been called my brother's name for, like, my entire life, so mm. that didn't work for me.
0: Interesting. Well, today's episode is a little bit different. I don't have any ads. Um, I don't have anything going on, but... I'm putting myself in the hot seat. Um, I brought my guy, Joel, to ask me some questions. Um, I have got some questions through social media, my anonymous page. Somebody asked, said something really crazy. It wasn't even a question. It was a question. They wanted to do something to my body. And I said, oh, I am saved. They said they wanted to eat something. I said, oh, Robo Shada. Oh! I said, these cakes is not for, for eating right now, because I'm saved. Um, did I just really say that idea? So here we go, yeah. Joe. The yes, ball sir. is in your court. In my court. So we have list of these
1: questions <laughs> that
0: you have curated. I have not curated. I literally just copied and pasted Asked Luna because she was on the phone with me today when I was copying and pasting. I am not always the most prepared podcaster. Oh, that's a perfectly fine. It's all right.
1: Yeah. That's okay. All right. So for question number one, when are you inviting the lead pastor of your, I'm assuming, former church that you worked at before the podcast? And when are you inviting him on here?
0: Uh, (laughs) I mean, he's always welcome. Every pastor that I have worked for, I'm on good terms with everybody. Okay. Uh, and I think everybody's on good terms with me from what I know. Yes. And uh, every pastor I've worked for, every pastor that I have contracted for, they are more than welcome to come on this podcast. Actually, I would love for them to come on this podcast. I think it could be a great way uh, for Christians to have healthy, uh, conversation. Sure. And, uh, yeah, they're invited. Okay. I mean, literally. I mean, I still live with the executive pastor son of the church I work for. So, right. like it's not far separated. Like those people are still my people. I moved to Vegas for that church. Like that's my community. Those are my friends. Right.
1: Uh, so he's okay. more than welcome. So we're gonna. I'm gonna answer. Ask the question again. <laughs> when are you actually inviting the person? You could say they can come, but it doesn't mean I, that knowing that his was...
0: personality, okay. working for him, I don't think he would come. He is not a person who is going to put himself. In a weird situation. That's just not his character. Okay. So have you invited anybody that you've worked for before or worked with? Well, I think what I have noticed, Mm -hmm. oh my God, Joe, this is so much.
1: I told you this the other day (gasps) when you said, can you come do this? What
0: I have noticed is that people that I have served with, they love me quietly. So I think that people at that church are very scared to even mention my podcast or my name. Okay, And so I think I'm more like, I'm just not safe For their business, and I know they got kids to feed, they got families, so I understand. I am not mad at nobody. Got it. But um, I think that I am loved quietly these days. You're loved quietly. Define that for me. Uh, Where people love you quietly, like they'll send you a DM, say "I love you," like "I'm proud of you." Keep doing what you're doing, but they won't share it on their social media, or they won't tell people about your podcast publicly. Only in private settings. Got it. I understand. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot of that. Right. Perfect. So, question number two. So,
1: why do you still go to church? even though you don't lead worship anymore?
0: Well, last week I was in counseling and I asked my counselor, like, should I still go to church? And she, uh, gave me the question. Uh, she asked me to like write a list of the, the, the pros and the cons. Okay. And the only con I could say was like, they don't really like accept me and I can't do what I used to do. But like all the pros are the same. Like I went to church for the last, I mean, I've been gay for, forever and like accepting it over the last two years. And yeah, like, <laughs> and I went to church and I've still received, like God has still spoke to me. Um, I've still like learned and grew. So I think for me, like I'm not going to church, like I'm not going to, like right now, I'm just not in a season where I'm serving, but I'm going to church to get the word. And if I don't agree with something, it's it's just like you go to restaurants and They might serve something that you may not eat. Right. And I don't have to pick that up. Oh,
1: totally. So there are things that,
0: you know, the pastor may preach something and, you know, theologically, I may not agree. And I just sit there and I get my praise on my my business. Right. But like, I'm not about to let nobody put me out of a church. So for me, I'm going to come to church every week. I'm going to sit in the front row. I'm going to get my praise on because people need to see you can be fully Christian and fully gay. Well, yeah, but so i understand the situation because you know a little bit about my background
1: i was yeah. a pastor for 14 years now i'm not i was married now i'm not but it's the same thing people are like you still can go to church i'm like yeah i still go to church the same church that i was going to with my ex-wife she goes to the same church also yeah but it's it's the idea of oh, that's messy but yeah but it's it's not because yeah. one the foundation that we've laid for our kids yeah and two my spiritual growth has nothing to do with when I was paid to be a pastor, but it doesn't mean that I can't still touch people's lives, influence people, have conversations about lifelong goals and things like that. So that's why when I read this question, I was laughing. I was like, well,
0: you don't have to get paid. So yeah. And I don't, and, and the thing was the church I was working for, and this is no shade. I've said this, When I worked there, it wasn't my church. It was where God had called me to be. That's not the type of, I'm more charismatic. I like to run. I like to shout. I like to scream. So the church I go to now in Vegas um, is the closest thing I know to being charismatic. And uh, I like being able to just, you know, really like, you know, praise God and just feel free to do it. So that's why I go there. Because I just, I got to get my praise on because praise is going to keep me. Right. Ronald needs some elbow I, room. I want to be able to scream. Literally. Around. I want to be, oh, thank you, Jesus. <ga transformer> I say, you'd be on the floor in tears. Okay. And some people probably think I'm getting like delivered or something, but I'm just worshiping. <laughs> God's really touching you. Like, so, oh. it, so in this process of the
1: last several weeks and when you came out on the podcast, what has been the greatest conflict
0: or kind of struggle point that you've had with your family in this process? <speaking sighs> I oh my gosh, I was in counseling last week and my counselor was I was asking her About a situation in my family and what I have had to come to terms with is my family. Don't care about my sexuality Okay, They are more concerned about my well-being. I am Thousands of miles away mm-hmm. uh, Not with family like if something happens who, like own. I'm on my own right and so I think a lot of it for them the hard thing has been not like, oh, Renaud and his sexuality. It's more like, Renaud, what are you going to do financially? Right. And honestly, I don't know. But, I mean, it it works out. Like, God always makes a way, and he has been making a way, so I'm still here. I'm still living. I mean, I went to H&M and bought something from the sale rack today. Like, God is good. Like, sure. it's the, it's the sure. little thing. So, I mean, yeah, my family— yeah, I mean, but it hasn't been like to the point where like it's negative. It's just that I can feel the worry, like, and you can feel the burden of. And for me, I'm just in a season where I don't need, I can't be around nobody worrying. I need people just to believe it's gonna, it's gonna work out for my good. Like everything's gonna be like. If you worry, it's gonna worry me. Yeah, but isn't
1: that worry them showing that they love you and t- and, and want the best for you? Yes, but I, I, I like keep, keep your worries to yourself. Yeah, but that's catch doesn't your work. worries on
0: Jesus. Call Come on, on Him.
1: That doesn't work in real life. Yes, because if you see something going on with me and you and I are up for coffee and you see that there's conflict going on or a potential conflict and you don't say anything, that's a that's a shitty friend. Yeah. So if your your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, whoever it is, says, "Hey, how are things going for you? What's going on with you? I'm worried to make sure that you're yeah. okay." Like, I mean, I've reached out to you, I've texted yeah. you, I've called you. I, yeah. You know, we went out for, you know, lunch and coffee the other day. It was like, yeah. hey, what's going on? Yeah. I know that that this has been a big step, but how are you doing in this process? Yeah. And are, are do you feel burdened because you feel like you have to take care of
0: your family in that process of them worrying to make sure that they're okay? I just like I don't really want anybody to worry about me because I, and this is no shade, I feel like I've always worried about myself and it's always been me and God. Like, and I'm not, my family has done a lot for me. I'm not saying that, Of course. but I think in my adult life, I haven't really like reached out or asked for help. Like it's always been like me and God just figuring it out. So, and I think my family, they, you know, they've gone through their own things. Right. And I just think that like, for me, this is like my first time ever doing something that is like kind of off, off brand, I guess. So I just want people to just let me go through it and figure it out. And I want you to believe that it's going to get better. And it's not even that it hasn't got bad. That's the weird part. It just has required a lot of trust. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you kind of stepped off a ledge without a parachute. Yeah. So it's like. But it's like, how, what what would, what would the parachute would have been? like? Comfort and safety. Like me keep on singing for yeah. how many more months? Right. And like that money still would have ran out. Like. I would have still ended up in this same spot. Like there was no sure. way, there was no way around where I'm at right now. Like right. I was a ticking time bomb. Like right, we you just you just accelerated the process. Yes, literally. Okay. That's what they. You know, when I was leaving the church, and people were asking like, "Why is he leaving?" And everybody who knew that I was like gay, because it took a little minute, like fifteen episodes, and they were like, "Why did you leave?" And everybody was like, "We're just calling this uh, the podcast, the Accelerator, because I was going to leave eventually." Yeah because I think a lot of people don't know is I was extremely suicidal. Like when I was working at the church, like I would be up all night, like crying in tears saying like, if they knew what, if, if they knew what I was really going through, they would not accept me it just how, ha- and that is what happened. Right. Like, but so people don't know, like the burden, like, yeah. The reason why you could feel me so much when I was singing, because I was going through hell. Like I was depressed. Like, so you can feel when somebody's depressed. Like I was crying out for God. Like that. That's I wasn't just singing to sing. I was singing because singing was giving me peace to go through that storm. Right. So. Yeah. in that process. Yeah. So then why did you come out? We are new. you gay. Uh, that's one of the questions Well, yeah, the questions. well I, let me say this You don't ever know If somebody's gay Because people can Say they're gay True. Or people can act gay And that don't mean they're gay I know a lot of people In the world Who be like Oh I'm gay I'm not Like you know what I mean Like you don't know Unless somebody tells you So nobody knows right. But I didn't And now when I think about it I didn't really come out I just let you in You know what I mean Like my close friends They already knew It yeah. was not a secret My family already knew For sure Pastors at the church Already knew Like It wasn't like a people were not, the people who I really rock with were not shocked. And even people who I really did rock with, there were sometimes I just didn't want to say, I don't want to have that conversation. No, I understand. It just took, and I knew like my livelihood depending on me not saying stuff. So it didn't matter how close I was to some people, it just wasn't coming out. Like I remember. Yeah, like yeah. I was gonna say something, but I don't want to tell that person's business. <laughs> That's
1: perfectly fine. I mean, I told you the other day that you know we have mutual friends that we talked, to, and it's like, okay, over
0: under on when Renault's gonna come out on the, on the show. <laughs> yeah. So people, kn- I mean, people knew a- it wasn't a secret, right? Uh, I just let people in, and right. I let people in because I want to live a life where I'm just honest. Like, and, and and trust me, y'all don't, y'all don't know everything. You don't. Like, people think they know my whole life just because i be so open on here. Of course. But you don't know. You really don't know a doggone thing. Like, you know, a little glimpse that I'm giving you. Yes. I have a story I have been through. I have done some stuff that, whoo. So this isn't on the question, but I think it's in the same
1: vein. What was the feeling and expression now that you're about a month out from doing that? What was the feeling? when you first were able to kind of release that, let it go, let people in to who Ronald Kent really
0: is. I mean, it feels good in the beginning. Everybody's celebrating you. Mm -hmm. But now that we're five, six weeks, five, six weeks in, it don't feel that great. I mean, I'm happy I did it, Mm -hmm. but it's, yeah, I'm adjusting and trusting. I feel like I told somebody that today, like, I'm adjusting and trusting. Like that's all I have really is I'm adjusting and trusting. Right. Right. What's been <laughs> the hardest adjustment? I think the hardest adjustment is, man, I really love leading worship. I really love the church. I really love serving the church and knowing that I cannot do that right now in the spaces I want to do it. Uh, It's crazy. It's hard for me. Right. Like that's probably the hardest thing and also like the hardest thing is like, man, like a lot of my resources and my, and my livelihood came from that. And, uh, like I have more bills than money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm still doing good now. Cause you know, the church took care of me for a little bit and then I didn't wait forever to get a job. I immediately got a job. So, you know, sure, it's kind of like, kinda like balancing each it. other out. Right. But you know, eventually that money is going to run out. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm preparing for it now. Like I'm, you know, doing things to get my my ducks right. in a row. Right. But um, yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy how I I went to college, I did everything the right way, and you still end up, yeah, this is where I end up. But I think it also comes from when you don't deal with stuff, it's going to catch up to you. Right. So you can like, oh, I'm going to be in ministry. I'm going to do this. But if you're not dealing with your stuff, it's going to catch up to you. And I think Literally, my stuff just caught up to me. Sure. So I'm going to skip down a couple questions
1: and go into this one where it's, do you love your life right now today?
0: (sighs) I don't. Honest. No, I don't. I don't love my life right now. Uh, I honestly sometimes sit there and I think like, like, God, why did you tell me to do this podcast? Like my life was perfectly fine and it wasn't fine because I was depressed, but it was consistent. Yeah. Do you think that you would,
1: you would be here in the state you were in? nine months from now, if you didn't make the change?
0: I don't know. I think, I don't know if I would have made it through because I felt like I was really getting depressed. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I would have made it yeah, I don't know if I would have kept going. Right. I think... Yeah. Yeah. So right now you don't love your life. So I don't. I do,
1: so I do ask the question, are you growing from this journey? Are you at least doing your best to take this journey and what it is
0: and grow from it? Yeah, but okay. I don't. but I don't love this season. No. But I don't... I also have faith. Yeah. And so... I don't have to love it right now because I know what's going to come. Yeah. It's that weird dynamic, yes. right? I know what's coming. I know right. it's going to get good. Like I know there because life is like mountain. It's like ups and downs, ups and downs. Yep. Like I remember when I moved here, it was terrible. Like I did, was not enjoying it. Then it got good. And then now I'm back at square one. Like I'm like, that's what life is. Life is ups and downs. So yes, I don't love my life today. Right. But also I am not, I refuse to quit living because I don't love it today because I know God is going to turn it around for my good. Good. And if I give up now, I will never see the good. 100%. And I, and that's what I constantly remind myself of when I find myself being like, man, do I want to do this? Do I, do I have the strength to keep going? Because like, yes, I get tired. Like this, this burden is not easy Yeah. and people are not there. Like, I mean, I have friends, but like, I'm not a person that's going to put all my, all my shit on people. Like that's just totally. not me. Right. And yeah, I, I like, I literally, a lot of it, I just, I'm like to myself quiet, like going through, because I know I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to keep, I don't even want to put negative words in the atmosphere. I just want to like get through it and like, no, God's going to turn it around, but it may be two years from now. It may be 10 years from now, but like, I'm going to get through it. Good. Good. And it's going to get good. Awesome. So and I'm going to let my life. So what
1: is your worst habit? Overthinking.
0: <laughs> I mean, Happy you literally, just literally talked jealous. about us. I've just exposed <laughs> a nerve, I feel like. Overthinking. <clears throat> I overthink. I over I think because I want to be good to people. I want to do right by people. Mm-hmm. Um I am a very emotional person. Yep. Uh I know I come off strong, but words do hurt yeah. and uh, I think the love I give out is the love I want to receive. So people are like, man, you are so loving. Like you're for everybody. Like you really don't be judging. Like I'm giving you that because that's what I really want. You desperately want Th- You're that's... wanting someone to say, Hey, Renault, I see you at the end of the day. Yeah. And I love you. And I'm not going to be quiet about my love for you. Right. I support you. I'm rooting for you. I'm down like poor flat tires. And so that, because that's what I give. That's what I really want. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even know what the question is. What was it? I don't know. Oh, yeah. My worst thing is <laughs> overthinking. Yeah. Overthinking. I literally, I will overthink. Right. I will overthink. And I think I'll also overthink because, like, one of my spiritual gifts is discernment. So, like, I can pick up on things. Sure. But you don't tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. I can know when somebody's been talking about me. I literally prayed one day. I said, was, I had somebody in my life, and I was like, God, I'm unsure how they feel about me. And God showed me a dream of somebody telling them that I was jealous of them. Literally got clear as day, the next day I, pray, I say, God, show me if this person is for me. And God showed me a dream of this person saying, "Renata is jealous of you, and this person starting to believe it.
1: Mm.
0: And I was like, Okay, God, I hear you, I see you. Interesting.
1: So next question we have is have you have any of your relationships been with someone
0: on church staff that you've served at in the past? <sighs> I don't know what you def I don't how do you know how you define that. Um, any staff that I have been on, I have not I don't shit where I eat. And uh I don't and you know, I don't I don't I am saved. Y'all. I don't really be cussing like that. I just wanna say that right there. It was good for like it's a good saying. I heard that in the South. So for me, you know, I don't um I have not no. Not when I was on staff at a church. Okay. Not I have not with anybody on staff at a church. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, really. There. But I mean, like, I don't think I've been the only gay person on staff at the churches I've worked for. Okay. And I'm not that's putting fair. nobody out there. I no, don't know. And I'm not because I, I don't know for sure. I don't have any evidence. I don't have any facts. Right. But yeah. Right. Okay. You can't be the only one. I know I'm not the only one. Gotcha. Okay. Some people could be married. Right. They could. Be, I <laughs> but I mean, if you get married to somebody, you choose to be with that person and you, yeah, you make women. Yeah. Like, if I married a woman, I would not be out here having sex with other women or men. Like, that's what I chose. Right. So you could be gay and married to a woman, but right. you choose them to be with a woman. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Ronald, how is dating life? Uh, Joe, it's... I mean, dating is collecting data. And honestly, the data I've been collecting has not been that great. You're just trying to give ones and zeros? I'm literally like, this is a mess. I don't...
1: Yeah yeah it's listen just, it's it's listen man I'm telling you it's not any better being heterosexual. you and I were yeah, talking today about yeah. it dating in Vegas is weird man yeah, I just yeah
0: i mm. this is not yeah yeah i yeah, what
1: what's been your biggest struggle, your biggest frustration in dating
0: uh, I think uh struggle, yeah I mean, I don't have no struggle dating I mean, look at me. Um, <laughs> I didn't say getting dates. I said <laughs> dating. I'm kidding. But you, I'm not. You're not gonna be tasting and seeing. My goodness and mercy, not the first night or the second. I don't. Know. Let me quit lying. I'm. I'm not lying. I'm not having sex. Um, but I think the hardest thing in dating is just like the same standards, the same morals, same values, the same. Uh, I'm kind of like you. See what you get. Sure. Like I'm who I am. Uh, but I also don't like people who, like, get people like to like try to bring them up or like, uh, like. I'm really a nobody, but like you know, some people are like, oh, we can be together, and like I'm not looking for somebody who wants to be on social media. Like, and I'm not saying I wouldn't put my 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 person on social media, but I'm looking for somebody who really just loves me for me, right? Like, and loves me past a a freaking podcast, right? Or how well I can sing, okay? Like. Yeah, and I think that's the hard part. I think sometimes people get, like, caught up in an idea of who they think you are. Sure. And, like, this is me, but this is not me. This is not you at home. No. This is not you on a Thursday afternoon. No, no I'm, like, in my bed watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta, eating some chicken. Like, I'm normal as they come. I'm not really that extra at home. Right. You Meaning you're not walking through the door going, hey! I'm not No, I don't. But when you see me with people, I am, that is who I. That's who like you, all these parts. That's who I am. It's, it's a part of you. Yes. But when I'm with my person, situation. I just want to feel like cool, like my homie. Nothing. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. Gotcha. Like ugh. all right. So that's the hard part in dating. I think people get caught up in a okay. persona because they might say they watch the podcast and they're like they like message me and it's like oh like and I'm not saying it happens all the time like but it has happened. Sure. And it it's like that's not really who I am. Gotcha. Like that's who I am. But that's not going to be who I am in a dating relationship. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Okay,
1: so next question, because you brought up the fact you're not having sex, but there's a question on here. You knew there was going to be a question about sex.
0: I think so. I don't know. Did I write this one down? You
1: did write this one down. Okay. <laughs> so, what is your favorite position, and what are you in the bedroom?
0: <laughs> that What am I in the bedroom is not on here. It says that.
1: What are you in the bedroom? <laughs> 100% oh, God. Is, I copied and pasted that one. didn't uh, delete all, that aspect um,
0: of What's my position in the bed? Uh, what's my favorite position? Prayer. That's all I pray. Hallelujah. Prayer. That's before my, you go to sleep. I, I, I go, That's my favorite position in the go. bed. I pray to Jesus. On your knees. With uh, well, your hands what, what, folded. What are you going to say on my knees? I don't, that, bro, I don't I don't. know if I do I any of that. I said on your knees praying.
1: Well, Listen, you interpret whatever you want to interpret.
0: Praying to Jesus. Yeah, no, before yeah. you go to bed. But the position I play is the position I play. And if somebody gets that far, they will know. Right and they will testify you, of the
1: goodness of God. So this question, when I saw this, <laughs> I was cracking up. I'm like, do you find it frustrating or annoying that people want to get in your type of sexual personal business?
0: To me, yeah. If you don't want to have sex with me, why you want to know? Yeah, I don't going to. You know me. what I mean? Like, I don't walk around saying, what is your favorite position? Right. I mean, I, and I don't, you know, there's sometimes you, like, go to an event, like, you have fun. Like, you know, I've been to a lot of my friends. We joke, we play, so I don't mind about that. But, like, if you're, like, a random, like, why do you want to know that? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, right i'm doing what i'm doing 100 percent. my private life my L- private life literally yeah. and i don't know what i do and there are people who do know what i do they have tasted and seen the goodness of god in the land of the living <laughs> oh yeah by shot. Wow. Woo. i'm like the. i'm in this green i'm like the tree you should eat from that, wow goodness i'm kidding, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> that's fantastic so uh, hey are you uh so next question is do you partake in weed Oh, God. It says in the weed ministry. I don't know what the weed ministry is, but do you partake in it?
0: I don't know. I don't want to answer that. You don't have to answer that. (laughs) I have not partaken in weed today. Good. Period. I love it
1: when someone says, I don't want to answer that because they 100% answer the question when they say they don't want to answer the question.
0: I mean, weed is, it is legal here. Correct. So, I'm not saying I partake in it, right. but it is very legal here. It so, is. I don't, I'm not, maybe I will one day or maybe I have already. I, I don't know.
1: Right. You don't know what you know until you know. Well, I know, but that's why they asked the question. Because you do I partake? I don't know. Okay. You don't know? I don't know if I partake. <laughs> what is this, like Bill Clinton? Like, you just didn't inhale?
0: <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Joe Biden. Know. I'm so, just. <laughs> He, he might not know America in one word. Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. All the Trumpers are gonna love me after that. I'm. I'm I i do not know who. I don't know who. I, I don't vote. I don't do any of that. I love everybody. I do vote, but I don't. I'm not a. I don't know what I am. I. I just vote because somebody told me to vote. I don't even care. Right. You're. In I right. don't even make enough money to be. Not yet. Oh, shut right. up! Millions are on the way.
1: So, last question of the night is: If you died today on the way home, what do you want to be remembered for? What's, what's the legacy that you want? I'm going to split it into two parts because okay. it is two parts. What do you want the legacy of the Not Safe for Church podcast to be? That'll be first. Okay. That's the first
0: question. I don't want this podcast to be, I think it's kind of crazy how I've got to this podcast. I think it's kind of cool. Like I've really been documenting my life. Like, I will look back on these moments 10 years from now and be like, whoa, like, I came out on a podcast, I left my job, and, like, everything worked out. Yep. And I think what I would want people to remember is, honestly, like, and I know I joke a lot on this podcast, like, I, I say stupid stuff, like, I just, we, like, talking about sex positions, and the first episode we talked about Nelly's dick, this is not wrapping up the season, so let me quit, because I want to save that for another day. But... I just want people to know Jesus is for everybody. Right. And I'm not talking about like the Jesus that people have put in people's heads. Like he is literally for everybody. Like for God so loved the world. Well, yeah. That's what he he came gave for. his only. Be- he loved the world. Right. The world. Right. You know, the church, they don't be like the world, but it says for God so loved the world. He gave his son for the world. Right. And I just want people to know that they have access to a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And everybody's relationship looks different. I know people who have been married for thirty years, multiple couples, right? Mm-hmm. But each relationship looks different. One hundred percent, because it's different. You are you you're yeah, you are unique. You have, have a you have different people. You, literally, in you you are different. Different DNA, different thoughts, different feelings, different emotions. And I just think uh, what I've came from in churches, everybody feels like everybody's relationship with Jesus is supposed to look the same. It does. Well, no, I mean look at the look at the
1: the the the, the culture that you've created here, right? Because it, cause that's why I wanted to split the question up into two different things. Because I think this is, would have its own legacy. Yeah. Like you have people in different stages of faith. Some mm-hmm. have been pastors. Some are current pastors. Some are people who have grown up in the church. Yeah. Some people don't even know what the word faith looks like to yeah. them. But the difference at the end of the day that you've created this group of people that probably if we named all, you know, listed 15 to 20 different people that you've had on here is that you have had the ability to this is a safe place this is a safe environment and at the same time you can have your opinion and I can disagree with you but at the end of the day we walk out of the studio
0: and we're friends and to me that is what love is Yeah, and I think that's how church should feel Right, like church should feel safe like, people should be able to go to... Ch- like, I should be able to say, hey, I am gay, and nothing change. Right.
1: So, here would be my question. Do you think that that happens?
0: No. I think it happens in certain churches, but not the churches I like to attend. Okay. Do you think that that is a church thing, or that is an individual thing? I think... I think when people don't understand... People... People talk about what they don't understand. I've heard somebody say that. I think i heard Zoe say that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think people talk about what they don't understand. And I think,
1: yeah. So because I was was thinking about this the other day, just in, you know, after you and I went to, to lunch, I was thinking about this aspect of I think it's really, really hard when you have massive groups of people for people who are just kind of outside of the quote unquote norm. Yeah. To feel completely welcome, but it's still based on those individuals. And I think that a lot of times as the quote unquote church. Yeah. There's labels that are put on in regards of I'm not safe. I'm not comfortable. I'm not whatever. And I think it's, yeah, but here's my question. How many people do you interact with on a regular basis that still love you and care about you and reach out to you and say, hey, Ronaldo, how are you doing? What's going on with life? A lot of people. A lot. So my, the reason I asked that question is because I wonder how much of it has to do with you were in the, I think, diminished version of who you were. Yeah. And you were so, I mean, what do we want to call it in the closet or whatever, but you were hiding who you really were. Yeah. So there's a, there's gotta be, I can only imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, a huge amount of guilt and shame and uncomfortability in regards of walking into a sunday service knowing this ain't real yeah this isn't really who i am yeah this isn't the direction that i am so then you feel this judgment you feel this yeah and i think it's easy to go oh the church did this to me rather than yeah but i have a b c d e and f who are my close close friends and they go to this church and who i met at this church and all of them know and all of them love me yes right and i i can only imagine it's got to be a weird dynamic to be like yeah. the church but then
0: we also and say it's not the even the is church individual. it's i think it's the church at large that's what i mean yeah i'm not and the thing is i don't hate the church i still go now right. have i been giving my money i don't know i i might have paused on that right because i'm trying to figure out why would i give money to people Boy, who why. wouldn't even get yeah i don't know but uh, <laughs> but i'm like holding the tithe i'm gonna give it to one day to somebody i've been like giving to people lately not to the church pray for me i'm trying to figure it out right but um yeah, it's not even really the church because I'm friends with a lot of pastors. Right. But I also think that, like, it's like that quiet love again. It's like I consider the conversation we have lunch, we talk, but they're not going, people, love is a sacrifice. Correct. And people are not going to sacrifice. Love is uncomfortable. Yes. People are not going to sacrifice, like, okay, Renault's not having sex. Right he identifies as gay. Why can't he sing? What's the, you know what I mean? Like nobody's going to do that. Like nobody's going to sacrifice their job on the line. Cause they have kids, they have a family. Mm-hmm. Even if they thought what I was saying was a hundred percent true. Right. There are people. It's perception, right? There are people at churches. I worked at who don't think being gay is wrong. Right. But they are not going to say nothing. Cause they got rent and a car payment. There are people who are gay or whatever who lead worship, yeah, but they're not going to say nothing because right. they got rent, a car payment, a baby, a child. So, yeah. But
1: that's why you started the podcast. That's why I started the podcast. So what do you want your legacy <laughs> specifically to be you
0: i want the podcast to be that jesus swear by that's what i want you to hear i'm sorry i keep getting on me but this is podcast this episode this, is about it's me it's about you cool. so I, so I what do you want
1: your your legacy to be um because the uh, let, let's be honest the podcast is going to be this much of your life yeah well you don't know i'm trying to listen i don't care i don't care if you do this for the rest of your life and you got 50 million followers
0: it is this much of your actual life i receive it then jesus were you ag yeah you were yeah. okay Ooh, i really receive it then <laughs> You, that means you can go up in tongues. Oh, come on, man! Joe, yo, 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 do you really speak in tongues yeah. at home? Yeah, 100. percent Me too. I oh my god, I will go into tongues at work sometimes. <laughs> so before I want to custom a roboshada rabasi, I bind you up in the name. I bind that attitude up. That's right. Because sometimes you sometimes might, it's my attitude. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I bind myself up too right. at work when I be getting irritated. I have I've been reading this book about overthinking, but I'll talk about that another day. But what what I want people to know me by is that. I love people no matter what, even when I don't understand. And I think I spent so many of my so many years being so judgmental. Like, you could ask my sister. I remember when my sister got pregnant and just the judgment I had. I remember my sister decided she didn't want to go to college. Like, and I I look back now on it like, man, I wish. I would have tried to understand rather than judge. Do you think that's why your reaction is so visceral
1: when you feel judged? Because it's a character issue you had to work on.
0: Yes. Okay. So now I'm probably overly like, oh, I just love everybody. It's no, okay. No, I get
1: it. Trust me, as a parent, the biggest thing that I have to do is when I see what in my life and who I've been Yeah. and try to work on, when I see that in my kids, and it's like pissed me off. Yeah. Like I go from regular angry to like super angry when I see them doing things that I would have done. Yeah. Like ten years ago. Yeah.
0: The same type of behaviors. I'm like, when I die. Yeah. I feel that pain. Yeah. When I die, I want people to say, "Renaud loved hard as hell, and he lived a life that was most true and beautiful." And I think when I get to heaven, um, I remember Emily's Emily and Nate. They said something like, she was talking about like when she gets to heaven and like something. And I don't mind God saying, Renaud, you are too real. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't mind him saying that. Like, maybe I'm too real. Maybe I shouldn't have said, I know, I feel like the Lord told me to be honest about my life. So I know that was God. But like, if I get to heaven and Lord was like, Renaud, you're to say all this, this and this. I would rather him say I was too real than I put up a facade mm. and I pretended. Because pretending ain't going to get you nowhere. At least if, you know, even the church people, if God is going to deliver me or whatever y'all believe he's going to do, like, at least it's out there. Like, mm-hmm. he can do it. Yeah. Like, it's not a secret. You know, God, you can't get delivered from what you not what's not out there. Right. If he wants to. Yes. And other people don't get, like, I am willing to do whatever God wants me to do. Right. If the Holy Spirit said, Renaud, don't love a man, I would immediately, I would let it go. I would. Right. Mm-hmm. But that has not been my experience. Right. And because that's not my experience, I can't not, yeah. Pick who you are. Yeah. And if the Holy Spirit, I will trust me. I moved all the way from Atlanta, Georgia to Arizona. Didn't know nobody. I you only went had, from the hot, muggy South, literally t- to on fire. And I Earth. only had, literally, when I moved, and I and I told this story before. I only had enough money to last me till September. Right. Like that was stupid as hell. 100%. Like looking back on, like, what, Renal? Why would you move? I literally was leading at one of the biggest churches in in, in McDonough, Georgia. Like, I mean, I was 20 years old, like, like doing things that I couldn't even imagine. Like, and I left. I left at my prime. Like.
1: Oh, that's adorable.
0: Not at my prime, (laughs) but I mean, I left. (laughs) I'm 42. I left as I was getting, I was left as I was getting good at it. Like. I understand what you're saying. So, I don't know. Like, faith is something that's just, it don't take a lot for me to have faith. Because when, when you don't have much or don't come from much, you know it's only God. And I would rather have an only God testimony than be pointing fingers when I get there. At least when I get there, I'm going to say it was only God. Mm. It was, come on. Because everybody, they
1: forsake me. That's good, man. Well, that's the last of our questions. I think yeah. that's a perfect way to end that mess.
0: All right. Well, I, well, last week I wanted to, what, what am I supposed to say? Well, it's the benediction and I can't let you leave without a word for the day. Don't it? Oh, it just feels so good to be back in control. Woo! I was going to
1: say, I, I got to give you the reins back.
0: Oh, I need control. I like to have control. I'm trying to get to my Bible. Y'all know I'm never prepared. I want my Bible because I just love the Lord. I'm always reading his word. I both shut up. Somebody said, how are you reading his word? And you still, I'm kidding. Let me quit. I'm not going to give give the devil no energy tonight. Psalms, I'm going to Psalm 23. I talked about this last week, but I didn't get to really break it down how I wanted to. I'm not going to do the Amplify. I'm going to do the uh, ESV. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He making me lie down in green pastures. I was reading this verse last week. I literally was at a wedding um, a week ago and literally I'm on TikTok and this girl started saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And she would say, the Lord is my shepherd. The audience would say, I shall not want. And for the first time ever, I was like, oh, the Lord is my shepherd. I really don't have to want for anything. So like, I'm broke. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's Mm -hmm. my shepherd. He's going to take care of me. Mm -hmm. My kids is acting up. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I don't know about my job. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And we really start to live in the Lord being our shepherd. We don't have to want. Because if he is our shepherd, he is going to take care of his sheep. Yeah. And then this is the part for me that I mean it. it sh- I was on the phone with my mama, and we oh we started shouting on this one. It says he makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes makes me like I don't get a choice. When he is my shepherd, he's going to make me lie down in green pastures. The reason I've been wearing a lot of green lately is because green pastures means a better or more promising situation. Yeah. So the Lord makes me lie down in a more better or promising situation, whether I want to or not. And I just dare to believe That maybe the season I'm going through, the Lord is just getting me to a more better or promising situation. I don't know what you're going through at home. You may be like, man, this is crazy. My life is upside down. My husband acting up. My job acting up. My kids acting up. Everything is going crazy. But I just dare to believe that he makes me lie down in green pastures, whether I want to or not. A more better or promising situation. And people tell me why wouldn't they serve a God like that? And that's as far as I am on, you know, breaking down the scripture. But I've been reading it every morning because I have to remember the Lord is, the Lord is your shepherd. And when you really start to live in it, I'm telling you, you don't worry the same. No. Because I got a shepherd. Yeah, he's taking care of you. I shall not want. He's going to protect you and make sure you
1: sit there where you need to sit Where I
0: need to sit. Mm -hmm. I can rest. I can go to bed. I can sleep at night because he's my shepherd
1: right you don't have to overthink
0: i don't have to overthink cuz he and literally that's yeah. what you have to remind yourself and that's why i think when the bible say you know it say uh don't conform to the world be, re- be renewed uh uh what it say don't conform to the world be uh transformed by the renewing of your mind. mind you got to remind your mind cuz your mind will tell you lies 100%. your mind will tell you that it ain't going to ever get better your mind will tell you that oh like life is You might as well die Like Your mind will constantly Tell you that So you have to tell your mind The Lord you is gotta, my shepherd you, gotta, you have to explain truth yeah. To yourself over The Lord is other. my shepherd I tell my mind The Lord is my shepherd yeah. You can shut the hell up The, the <laughs> Mind <laughs> shut up That's right The Lord is my shepherd yeah. I shall not want Absolutely And I'm gonna lie down In green pastures And that's why I've been Wearing a lot of green lately And I think green Looks good on me So I just know It's a more better Or promising situation Coming my way Amen All right. I want to like to thank my sponsors, my co-host. And I want to remind you to like, comment, and subscribe. I want to thank Claiborne Lutz And uh, follow us on IG at the NSFC Podcast. Until the next time, Jesus is for everybody. Everybody. Come on, Jesus is for everybody. right. Even the people who did me wrong. Even the people you did wrong. I've done some people wrong. That's right. I have not always been perfect. (laughs) Not today. Tomorrow.